Hey y'all, you're listening to the Revival Rituals Podcast, a free library of Hatha Yoga class recordings, yoga nidra practices, guided nature walks, and supporting education and exploration of our inner and outer landscapes. I'm Al Mason, your guide in these pod classes, and I'm grateful to offer these restorative practices aimed to revive the body you live in, the earth you walk on, and the magic that surrounds you through rituals as old as humankind. I hope you enjoyed today's pod class. Welcome to your practice. So today I'm here with Sage Sanson. She does intuitive guidance and reads the tarot. And I have worked with her in the past and currently do. It's such a blessing to be here with her today. And today um, we're going to be integrating the practice that you might have just experienced, which was the guidance of the star Yoga Nidra. And so now we're going to look at the tarot card of the star how that might appear if you were to have it in a reading, and generally, what are some of the key things that come up? So I have Sage here today, right now with me, um, and she's going to help us understand um, a little bit more of what that is, but first, I'll let her share anything else that she wants to share about herself um, and how she came to working with the tarot. So go ahead, Sage, welcome. Thank you. I am 47, 48, in the middle of that, and I started tarot when I was 19, so that should just give you an idea of how long I've been working with it. I find it an incredibly valuable tool for uh, understanding our everyday patterns, Mm -hmm. the way that uh, we are influenced by what's around us and the uh, archetypes, especially working with ourself internally and with other people. So it's, um, it's such a beautiful tool, which you can use for readings, uh, you know, intuitive readings and seeing the patterns, or you can just use it for a deeper understanding and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't have to be uh, a reader to really appreciate and understand and use the tool of the tarot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it's something that I enjoy just the practice of pulling a card every day. And yeah. I by no means consider myself a reader of the tarot, but it's been fun to work with you um, and to take these deeper dives as to what, um, how it can work as a tool within our, our own individual lives. So maybe you could share with us what is your understanding from a broader or more general context of the star card itself? Well, first off, I want to say this is one of my very favorite cards. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, Yeah, I love the star. And so when I look at all the cards, I break it down into internally, externally, and universally. Cool. Okay. And so, you know, we can look at the archetype uh, in all those three categories mm-hmm. and universally means like what are the myths around it what is the astrology around it what are those things that um, as we see as a bigger influence on us mm-hmm. right so uh, the wonderful story about the star is its roots like where it came from in Greek and Roman mythology oh yeah 
And that's one of the stories I usually start with in my tarot classes. Oh, cool. Okay. So, and you can see how that myth sort of evolves through time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the simple version of it, you know, there's many versions, but one of the simple versions of it is that um, Aquarius, the star is related to Aquarius, right? Aquarius is this youth who is just shepherding in the fields, living a very simple life. And Zeus, the sky god, sees the beauty of this shepherd and basically kidnaps him up to Mount Olympus and, and assigns this youth to be the cupbearer for all of the gods and goddesses. And the gods and goddesses are kind of disconnected with the suffering of humanity in this myth. And Aquarius is the one to say, all you have to do is pour your cups onto the earth and it will feed the crops, it'll create the rains. You know, people are, are going through a drought, right? And that drought is both is symbolic on multiple layers. It's an actual drought, mm -hmm. but it's also the drought of the divine waters. So the gods pour their cup and that turns into the rainy season, mm -hmm. right? And so the rainy season represents the divine waters that we are refilling our cup with or refilling our internal wells with. We're refilling our inspiration with, mm -hmm. okay? So you'll often see in the card and in the Aquarian symbols, the cupbearer pouring the water and feeding the earth with the water and there's this cycle. So if you think about how the rains are pulled up from the earth and then come down onto the earth, it's cyclical. And so there's this sense of cyclical creativity, right? cyclical inspiration. So when you, let's say you're a, an artist or a musician, which is a very common archetypal connection for the star, right? let's say you're a musician, that's an easy one. If you go hear a musician that inspires you, right, your cup is filled. Mm -hmm. And then you can take those waters and share them with someone else. And then they get inspired, right? So there's a sense that it keeps cycling. Yes. Right? So when you, when, when you look at the star card, you can see, okay, universally, this is Aquarian energy. It's about um, creativity, expansion, tapping into global inspirations, thinking in uh, group context outside of the box, outside of social norms. Like you hear that song, The Age of Aquarius, right? It's let's break the confines and renew ourselves in a new era of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then you bring that down to the um, archetypal level, one level down, right, right from right. the expansive. And in the archetypal level, this is the archetype of the artist. Okay. Okay, the archetype of the person bringing expansion, bringing new ideas, bringing renewal, helping people think outside of the box, right? And it's right after the uh, tower card. So there's this right destructive phase, and then you can see in this card, there's often a little phoenix baby phoenix in the tree so there's this sense of rebirth and renewal you know how do we renew ourselves mm -hmm. and um so it often asks us that question like what do you need to renew yourself what do you need to be inspired what do you need to um refill your cup 
you know and sometimes that can be as simple as I need to go jump in a waterfall without any clothes on yes. you know sometimes that turns into I need a vacation yeah sometimes that turns into like I need to take a bath yeah you know whatever that is for you it asks you to revisit your renewal mm-hmm. okay so in then you come down another level and internally the star it goes into those deeper questions for yourself mm-hmm. you know how can I get in touch with my free spirit my expanded self myself that is renewed and free mm-hmm. you know so for example there's this moment in um I was in Esalen Institute mm-hmm. uh and I was there as an assistant and um they have these springs that come up from the earth overlooking the ocean wow. with whales and seals and I was laying in these tubs naked in the water at night with the stars and nobody was around and I was just sinking, you know, and there's no confines, there's no structure, right? There's no tower confining you in the star. It's completely open. It's been destroyed. It's been destroyed. It's the the old constructs have been destroyed, right? So there is the sense in that moment of like, I am free, I'm expansive, I'm I'm in a place of renewal. I'm in touch with my spiritual waters. I'm getting my creativity recharged, right? I'm yes. <laughs> I'm in my natural self in this moment. Mm-hmm. So sometimes personally, the star asks us to like, what do you need to come back to that place? Mm-hmm. So you can apply that to anything. Let's say you were going to apply the star to a relationship for example and someone yeah. said to me like well what kind of relationship is this they'll come to me like I just met someone what kind of relationship is this and they pull the star mm-hmm. I'll often say this person is within your inspirational soul family right but there's no confines there's no structure around it it's just beautiful as it is mm-hmm. you know so meet them on that plane of spiritual inspiration rather than trying to put them in a box right right so yes. even in this moment, I would say we're kind of connecting on that expansive level. So when you meet someone and you're like, wow, when I'm around this person, I feel renewed and open and expansive and creative. And we're not trying to define it into some kind of um, architecture. Yes. We're just letting it be free. That's all star card. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And something I love about the star too is I noticed... Um, like it is for me it's always been this this guiding light Mm -hmm. right it's illuminating but um I'm the difference between like the star versus our sun for example the sun like you feel it it's so potent that heat is shining on you versus the star is like this quiet calm light that your attention goes to Mm -hmm. it's not trying to get your attention you are finding what it is for me it's always been like it illuminates the path in the night when it's the new moon when mm-hmm. the path is dark when I feel lost mm-hmm. so I I notice for me it tends to show up or I call in the energy of the star when I'm like where is my north star what is my guiding light if I feel out of touch in some way I notice that seems to come up and it is about like this meditative calm centered way of discerning the path versus this bright illuminated way it's mm-hmm. more subtle mm-hmm. yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, I noticed you know, most of the cards have, it's, um, you know, it's an air card. Okay. It, Aquarius is air. Yeah. But it has the water element. Yes. You know, and you can see it's usually at night, it's cool. Yeah. This, you know, yeah, that's the, that guiding star is there. 
Yeah. And the, the you know often it shows up as like the mystical star, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, that can guide the sailors, or guide like you said the North Star that can guide you or inspire you, inspire yeah. direction. So that's in that definitely another aspect of it. Yeah, that's nice. I noticed too, in a lot of the cards, it's usually the star is this figure, often represented as like a feminine body with usually like a foot or a hand on the land or, mm-hmm. and then a foot or a hand in the water. They're beside the water. And mm-hmm. often they have a vessel that they're pouring water from that vessel into as was in the practice of this yoga nidra, like the larger body of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering for you, like what, um, when we look, take a closer look at just the microcosm of the card, what might that vessel represent? Mm-hmm. Or maybe even then what might the, the water represent in the vessel and in the larger body of water. Mm. Well, again, the spiritual waters of Aquarius. Right, okay. Right, the cyclical waters. Yeah. Right, how we are in constantly feeding and inspiring each other. Mm-hmm. And the spiritual waters within us, mm-hmm. right? So, and our relationship also with the literal waters, you know. So we have, there's so many different ways you can translate that, but in in a broader sense, in all of the Tarot, water represents our our intuition mm-hmm. and our creativity and our internal emotional body and when a foot is on something symbolically it means that you've mastered it or that you're over it so there is a sense if you look at like the priestess for just a moment she has her foot on the moon yes she has mastered her into the the moon is also that intuitive element right yeah. so the water, you know, when you dream about water, for example, they'll say, like, the water is your emotions. So where, where is your, um, you know, watching your emotional body, mm-hmm. right? But because it's an air, an air card, it's, again, the spiritual waters, mm-hmm. right? It's not the deep, dark waters of the Scorpio. Right. Right? It's the spiritual <laughs> yeah. waters. Yeah. It's what is, what the, the waters of the ideas, yes. the creativity of the mind, you know, the higher mind. Yeah. So that vessel is, you know, the Aquarius, again, back to the myth, is pouring the waters, mm-hmm. saying, here, like, be fed, you know, mm-hmm. um, be inspired, yeah. be enlightened, you know, drink this, it's nourishing. take it into yourself, let it renew you. Yeah. Right. So when you think about, it's always that question that you can ask yourself of like, what does that for me personally? And that's a little different for every person, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but it, it helps you hold that question of like, how am I going to, if I'm parched, how am I being renewed? What is going to renew me? And then as I renew myself, I will give that to others and they will be renewed. So there's this mm-hmm. constant cycle, just like the rains that are pulled up from the earth and then fall down from the earth. Yes. You know, so even the body symbol, if you notice, there's almost like this um, vessel that's being poured onto the earth, but then those into the waters that exist but that's going to get pulled up into the sky and then come back down right so it's it's being fed yes right it's going through its own alchemical process of yes. evaporation and this ascent and descent of the water cycle right and i'm so glad you said that because i hadn't yet made that connection and even in the practice where we're visualizing and I don't want to give too much away in case you tend to, <laughs> people tend to go under in the practice and really get into that lower brainwave state where it's meant to the star really is 
a great experience of your first yoga nidra especially it's looking at the subconscious Mm -hmm. Um, not as deep as like you say the Scorpio waters but um, yeah that cyclical aspect of like the subtle ways that the water is transforming as it nourishes us leaves Mm -hmm. us it goes through its own journey before it even returns to us Mm -hmm. and in the vessel as we're scooping up from the larger body of life we have our own energetic influence and whatever that vessel or whatever that alchemical symbol of a container is and that's left to the practitioner's imagination of what does it feel like what does it look like before they pour it back in to the larger body of consciousness right and that comes back to the ceremonies that we've done together right yes yes when we we collect it's all making sense (laughs) we collect the waters the rain the river the well we sing we we get infuse it with creativity and prayer and then in in herbs and clay and salt and oil which is us and we see that as a divine vessel and then we pour that back into its source the river Mm. and that it's important that it's poured back right right that when you receive a creative idea that you don't just hold hoard it you have to give it back to the planet Yes. That's how it stays. That's how a muse stays alive. Yes. So another key word for the star card is the muse. Mm. It's when you're talking about keywords, it's inspiration, yeah. expansion, yeah. renewal, you know, tapping into your muse. And if you don't let a muse out, it will die. Mm. It'll become stagnant water stuck in this little like pool where there's no outlet. There yes. has to be a place where it's coming in and going out. Yeah, living water is moving water, circulating right. water. So that's another great question with the stars. Like, is there any part of your waters that are getting stuck or stagnant? Or vice versa, someone who gives too much. Is there any part of your water where there's like more water going out than coming in? Right. So there's always that balancing factor of like yeah. the outflow and the inflow. Yeah, because otherwise like our salt becomes too... Um, salinized it just becomes very very salty dense water which evaporates even faster this positive feedback loop that makes so much sense right. or like a swamp where it just becomes yes. all like mucky yes right yeah so, and when you meet someone who let's say they've written like wonderful poetry and they've never shared it with anyone you can say you're not serving anybody by holding on to this mm. you know so sometimes we get artists especially can get stuck in their head in their Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. and forget that oh yeah this painting this idea this you know knowledge this uh you know poem that i've written needs to be shared right that's the outflow of the water ah that makes sense and especially like when i look at the star card i also see the figures eyes are usually downcast or close so it's this internal process but Mm -hmm. i see how we can get so stuck in thinking like it's about finding what i need more so than remembering that it's also the muse needs to be Mm -hmm. shared and released like we find our inspiration in order to come back into the Mm -hmm. world and become a part of it again. Yes, and those internal cards are more like the, the moon, the water cards, Pisces, right. ah. and you know you can see the moon card and the um, y- you know the uh, Scorpio cards, mm-hmm. you know judgment card. Yeah, those are the more subcon. Those are more about the subconscious. Okay, the star is definitely more. Um, 
expressive. It's not quite the sun. Like, yeah. It's not the performer. Right. It's, it's still the Aquarian, though. Right. Yeah. The Aquarian, right. If you think about the Aquarius energy, it's all about group creativity. Yes. How we as a collective are changing the constructs. Yes. You know, that exist, which was our converse, wonderful conversations yeah. this morning, yeah. right? We're, yes. We're staying here with um, Suzanne Allen, who's just this wonderful, she is a, a definitely embodiment of kind of the sun and the star. Totally. And she's always talking about new constructs. How can we get into the new ideas? So the star also has this almost little bit of a rebel, a rebel mm-hmm, in it mm-hmm. to say that that's the Aquarian energy. Like, no, we can't get stuck in the comfort zone of the disconnection between the God self and the human self. Yeah. We have to think outside the box. We have to constantly right. be expanding, constantly coming up with new ideas renewing the new era, the new age. Yeah. So anytime you, th- you hear someone talking about new agey or the new age, all of that fits into the Aquarian energy of the star. Okay. Right? And um, like when you go to a festival, for example, this star card is everywhere <laughs> there. Children. Right, yeah. right. I mean, when you're yeah. talking about the yeah, star children, yeah. you know, some of that more, uh, the, yeah, those really creative concepts. Mm. Um, of of this new earth era that's all anybody that talks that way is within the archetype of the star uh-huh yeah right? yeah and it makes sense too like the vessel it's always showing the figure pouring the water back in not yeah. scooping it out right you're not di- going into this deep dive of your own you know subconscious illusions right the tower has just broken you out of that the lightning strikes <laughs> right. you know you're you're concept of your reality or certain aspect of your world falls apart and then right. you are called to find your path again find your light right. and then be, right. be come back into the world yeah brilliance follows chaos mm. so after the destructive era there's a rebirthing yes right after some old idea falls there's a rebirthing yeah so you know a lot of times it does come in with the younger generation um, powered by some elders that believe in the younger generation. Right. You know, they're coming in to say, wait, we don't need to do it that way anymore. It doesn't work anymore. It's an old construct. Can we please expand and have new inventions? Yes. And that's another aspect of the star is the inventor, right? So okay. you have the um, hanged man, it, it, which is more Piscinian, right, come up with... Um, new ideas, new, con- you know, that's in the deep waters of new idea, new concepts, but a lot of times they're really out there where the, the, uh, totally new perspective where sometimes people think, are, are you saying, you know, that's the, the hanged man, right? Cause they're seeing things upside down from a whole different angle mm-hmm. where the star is a little bit more accessible, right? It's like they work together really well with the hanged man to say, oh, there's your ideas now let's figure out how we can actually bring that to humanity how can we actually pour this cup of inspiration onto the humanity and invent something bright and new yes i like how you also bring in the aspect of the elders because it's the wisdom of the elders paired with the inspiration Mm -hmm. of usually the younger generation Mm -hmm. that takes all of this, this right. community, this Aquarian aspect of the collective together, mm-hmm. coming together to create this new world yeah. that we have to be actively 
creating yes. not just thinking about not being stuck in the hanging man of the ideas right really but just bringing it to light exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. so any any movements that really help you to mm. oh, like open and expand and then also go in yeah. and then open and expand those are good movements uh -huh. to access stars. yes the expansion contraction the in mm -hmm. breath the out breath we were just doing that in a yoga class last night it's funny this is already in my <laughs> subconscious we we're reaching out into the star and then coming back to mountain to ground it integrate it and then we'd reach into star and that was the first part of our practice and the whole time we're here in charleston south carolina and we were just a couple hours away from high tide on the new moon so it's the king tide so we're imagining this wave these waves starting to come closer and closer to shore and it's beautiful to watch all of these bodies made of water full of water flow together in a way i hadn't witnessed before and it's of course timely with this conversation and that also is my intention of this podcast is these practices are where we're meant to have the embodied experience first maybe that is more in your yoga nidra nest that you're laying down or usually I'm alternating with a, a hatha practice um, a hatha yoga practice and then we have these conversations where we can integrate so that's the expansion the stretching mm -hmm. the reaching and then the mountain pose the tadasana is really this integrative type of experience we can have in these conversations that's beautiful yeah so yeah, I, lo I love that you're bridging this with the yoga nidra it's so it's really wonderful. It's a fun way to weave it together. Yeah. And um, something that I want to tie into this to wrap it up too is I know um, I'm wondering actually, like, what would you say, one, two, however many things, what's your star right now? Where are you drawing inspiration from? Because I know as a creative, as an artist, um, as an intuitive, as someone who's writing a book that's already 42 chapters in. <laughs> What is it? What's your muse right right now, at least? Well, that's say? a great question. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna sit with that, that for just a moment because yeah. you're bringing it to a very personal level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find for me personally, I I have many different um, muses, mm -hmm. and they rotate. Mm -hmm. So. There is a sense of, um, you know, I'm writing a book. Right. I just, I'm getting ready to put an improv music album out. Yes. You know, I have this thing's brewing for creating my own deck. It's not quite out yet, but I'm, you know, sitting, we're waiting. We're sitting, I'm sitting <laughs> with it. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I'm, you know, constantly working with people. Uh, you know, I've been doing this professionally for... Um, since 2012 mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I'm kind of at this point where I know the cards really well right and I now I, the question for that I'm holding is how can I take everything I do to the next level uh -huh. and I'm in this really interesting in-between place where I am collecting inspiration from every moment that comes to me and every person that I meet I'm just an observation in a, a space of watching and saying, okay, uh, whenever the universe is ready to pour that water on top of my head, mm -hmm. whenever that I'm waiting for that next moment of how to integrate all of these things that I'm doing into the, the next level and the next, the new direction. Yeah. 
So maybe um, the vessel even would you say like the vessel is forming to uh, hold that? Yeah, there's so I think that there's a um, and there's a part of that that is about for me renewal because mm-hmm. I get into places where I'm a little bit burned out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's what part of this trip to Charleston is about right now. Is like I need to go jump in the ocean. Yeah. You know, I need to go see visit my my magical friends. Yeah. You know, I need to take some time out of the grind and just take some time to listen. Mm-hmm. So I would say that I for me it's almost like I'm I'm completing the chapters of the old muses that I've been working with mm-hmm. and they're finishing themselves up and wrapping themselves up as a whole new set of of uh, integrated muses coming in and mm-hmm. I'm in that in between place. Yes. Where it hasn't quite solidified into its vessel yet okay and um so there's a lot of ideas coming to me right now and the you know the complete i think i'm ready to complete Mm. the things that i started for the last you know three to four years yes um so that's i think the the energy for me is about completion and that's of course we're saturn retrograding Mm -hmm. through aquarius so it's Mm -hmm. like we're reviewing we're and I'm, I'm noticing that too as well in my own life, like looking back at even, it's funny that our paths even just this weekend are crossing because mm-hmm. my muse I realized just journaling the other day is the forest. Mm-hmm. And as much as I've felt so nourished by the ocean, it's time mm. to like go to the forest to have those <laughs> muses and the crickets right. and those sounds. And it is important to change the environment, to switch yeah. that up, to see the water, to be with the earth. Yeah, and I live in the forest. I live in the woods, you know, so I'm like, I need some ocean and, yeah, take a little break and, you know, do the the sort of the vacation part of the star card, you know, or just let myself expand a little bit and um, renew a little bit and wait for that inspiration to to come. Yeah. Yeah. I think the star too is, um, like, if someone is resonating with this and feeling it in their life, it is... Um, I know for me, when I've come to this, Sage has been someone that I've reached out to. And it's like, yeah, I'm at this point where, you know, I've used my tools and it's time to dip into another body of water to reflect and to look at my own reflection through another's eyes or to help me get out of the way to listen to this this bigger Mm -hmm. message that's coming through. So if someone is is resonating with that or feeling that, I'm I'm wondering how would they reach out to you to oh, yeah. work with you? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, my website is the easiest way. Okay. It's S A G E S A N S O N E Sage Sansone my okay. name dot com, and it has all my contact information on there. You can book a session really easily. There's, um, you know, listings of my classes and all my services. I offer retreats. Uh, I don't have the next retreat planned yet, but I've got um, some other little courses and stuff in the works. And, um, you know, so I am, uh, yeah, I'm available. Yeah, yeah I'll come it. find you in Asheville or otherwise these sessions. I did my first one with you remotely and it was incredibly powerful. And mm-hmm. just to have the recording to listen back to has been just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that lesson is still alive or I completed that and here it is, here it is. Yeah, the Zoom the Zoom is so easy. You now I can I work with people all over the world really and mm-hmm. more probably more in this country, but you know, nationally. 
um, and Zoom's been great for that. So please, yeah, please reach out to me. I, I would say my um, greatest joy in working with people is to um, support the creative energy and the star energy in people who have these you know these gifts and wonderful ideas and they're ready to put them in the world so for example you know um i love getting people out of their miserable day jobs yeah. and like into their passion to become self-employed and not just the you know the the intuitive part but also the coaching where i even help people like develop their website and do the back end and get their you know get their inner architecture um their inner foundation aligned so that they're personally ready yes. to handle and to see and create and put themselves in the world. These actionable items, these practical steps. Right. It's, right? So, it's more than the vision. Right. It's so fulfilling to see uh, someone who, you know, move from, um, you know, their uh, limited self mm -hmm. into their full self and how to, you know, really put themselves in the world, which was kind of my journey. You know, there's a lot of little fear hurdles that we have to overcome for that process. And I wish that I had had someone consistently supporting me, you know, when I was going through that. So I kind of show up as this, um, I guess, kind of like a creative mother Yeah. to sort of nurture people and guide people into their creative self yeah you know so whether that's a career or whether it's just I need more healthy practices and balance in my life I've been really enjoying doing doing the consistent coaching yeah it, it, it you know one-off readings great wonderful too you know especially in like key decision-making points but the coaching has been something I'm moving a little more into mm -hmm. recently, and it's it's very fulfilling for me personally. So oh, that's exciting! Yeah. I've got chills thinking about it, yeah. and the the mother aspect too. And as someone who's personally working with Sage, who's personally working with you, like um, the ceremonies that you offer, these personal ceremonies that rites of passage is um, it's so it's not prominent in our culture in our western culture especially at least at the very least within the united states so i'm like you know in my personal journey at this point where i'm very intentionally crossing the threshold from maiden to mother archetype and to have you guiding that and also like knowing i have someone to show up for in addition to myself is encouraging. So sometimes it's um, those of us have the willpower. Sometimes I think I have the willpower, but to be witnessed is one of the greatest gifts that also comes in rites of passage because it allows for you cross this threshold and there's so many moments in life that we have, but being witnessed in the process mm -hmm. is what allows for integration. It's yeah. what allows you to live into that. It's what I'm hoping will allow me to live into embodying the mother archetype. Uh, that would be a whole nother wonderful podcast to talk about <laughs> how we support each other in rites of passage, you know, because yes. in the tribal construct, you would have somebody apprenticing under, you know, you'd apprentice under someone or yeah. how you'd have someone guiding you through whatever your journey is. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're, we're, um, missing some of that in our culture so maybe that's podcast number two yeah you know, yeah there's a hunger for it and <laughs> i'm grateful wonderful. for your presence in yeah. this world um Thank you. we'll have to have you back on 
I'm excited to have have you after I've crossed that threshold. <laughs> and yeah. again, for anyone else who wants to reach Sage, you can find her through her website for intuitive guidings, coaching, ceremonies, um, events, and classes. And she's based out of Asheville, North Carolina. But every once in a while, we get lucky to have her here in Charleston, South Carolina. Who knows? Maybe she'll be a globetrotter. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so yeah, much for having me here today. Thanks for being here. Cheers.